Yo, what up, podcast? Uh, today's jam session is going to be all about uh, six sales tips on how to sell without selling. Uh, you're going to love how GQ dropped his Harley Davidson. It's an amazing story. Just a couple of dads also talking about how about teenagers and how successful salespeople are actually crushing it in 2019 with Rob Cessna and Dustin Kennedy, a.k.a. GQ. Um, I'm also trying out this new segment. It's called From My Inbox to Your Ears. You're going to hear Don Sadler talk about uh, how he's the number one rookie rep in the nation right now. I think you guys are going to find a lot of value in this uh, session today. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Zarir Merwanji. That's at Z-A-R-I-R-M-E-R-W-A-N-J-I. I hope you enjoy these shots of B12. Enjoy. How are you this morning? Uh, doing good, man. I was just making sure you can hear me. I'm, I've got a... Uh, and then I picked up solely to try these appointments and just solely for this job and loaded up with every window sample you can think of. And... Uh, only got 60,000 miles on it, but it doesn't have hands-free anything, so I got like this RCA cable hooked up to my phone, and I'm going to make sure it's working good. I got an RCA, well, I don't have RCA, well, I do have actually an RCA cable um, on, on this old car. I don't have a fancy car. Like, I, I drive a Pilot, where it's a 2009, and it's got 143,000 miles. And it gets me from A to B. And I've always been that way. Like, literally, I I owned a couple of fancy cars in my life. But man, um, nowadays it's just like I don't I don't really want to spend money on on fancy cars because I don't want a car payment. This this car is paid for. I don't have a car payment, and it's just it just feels good not to waste money. You know, like car payments can be like. It's not like back in the day they were like 200 bucks a month, you know, car payments are like 400 and 500 a month. I know. And for six, six, $6,000 a year, I could go travel, you know, different places and enjoy life. I, I don't know. I just, that's just me though. Yeah, that's the plan for me and my wife. We've had car payments our whole life. I have one now. I have a, a brand new F-150 Lariat with everything in it. I've been driving that for the past couple weeks and I said, we don't got to let this sit and get a, another vehicle that I can just drive the heck out of for the next two, three years. And uh, eventually get that Lariat paid off and her car paid off and, you know, slide into retirement. Yeah. Yeah. One of these days. Yeah, that's a good point. I'd rather put 6000 bucks away into my 401k yeah. or, you know, buy Facebook stock or Twitter stock or Amazon or Google or, you know, um, what else am I interested in right now? Apple, you know, so like all the tech stocks, because those are the platforms that are really crushing it in 2019. And especially, especially Amazon with all of their artificial intelligence and voice and Alexa and all of that stuff is going to be the future. Uh, but I'm also interested in blockchain and I don't, when I say the word blockchain, I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but I'm still doing a lot of research on it, but I do know it's going to be the future of our currency. 
um, and I was reading an article recently about uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who is uh, very interested in blockchain and is creating technology called blockchain, and it's called Libra. It's very similar to, you know, what you hear about cryptocurrency and stuff. I don't know anything about it, but I do know that 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 cryptocurrency is going to be, you know, basically the future. I think cryptocurrency is more like a brand. And Libra is like a brand, you know, for something like that, which is really the blockchain of how commerce is going to work, right? We're not going to be able to use credit cards and dollars and coins down the road. It's all going to be like Facebook Libra and blockchain technology, which is, uh, which is really cool. So that's kind of where, where I'm putting a lot of my attention into and just kind of learning about it. Yeah, if you go to Apple, the Apple Store, they, Apple has um, the credit card, but it's part of your phone, and it looks like it's going to be on that same type of platform that you're talking about. Or yeah. You can just have all of your money going into that account, whatever account that is, and utilize that for all of your expenses, and it's all done electronically. That's the, do you? Just like do you? Yeah, that's that's very cool do you have a do you have a headset or do you have like are you on speaker i'm actually i've got this cable hooked into the my iphone plugged into the radio so i'm hearing you through my radio speakers but you're hearing me through my my phone i'm just talking at my phone i gotcha you don't have like earbuds or a headset on you no do i need them no, no, no. Um, well, if you don't have it, it's not a big deal. We'll we'll kind of get through it. The call quality kind of drops off a little bit when you're driving, um, but I can but I can hear you just fine. I think this is Dustin texting me. <laughs> it's funny. I text. I, I had a funny feeling that Dustin forgot about us uh, jamming this morning, and so yeah. I told him. I said, uh, Rob and I are getting on the phone today. Do you want to Do you want to join us? And he's like, Hell yeah, I want to join. And so yeah. I texted him like 10 minutes ago. I said, I, the only thing I said was, are you up or are you still in bed? <laughs> yeah. You know, he's, he's really young and he, he reminds me, you know, of what we did when we were 21 and 22. And I remember getting, uh, I remember getting a, a you know, not a text message, but, um, you know, phone call from my boss back in the days like are you up or are you still in bed and i just like jump out of bed like do you have a camera in here what's going on you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so uh i'm gonna pipe him in here in about a couple of minutes but uh before i do that um i wanted to share with you and by the way how much uh, why did you ask me if we were doing a podcast this morning? I'm just curious. I, that, uh, I've, I've listened to you on, on the road, too, and I'm just curious. It's pretty exciting to be on one. Glad to be here. You're going to be on, bro, because I told you the, the number one thing that I'm doing is I'm just documenting everything. And that means every phone call that I, I get on, if I can remember to press the record button, I'm going to press it because so many good things come out of these conversations that will bring somebody else value that is driving down the road like you are on your way to an appointment right now. 
I mean, you're in the car for, you know, two hours and you could be listening to music or you could be listening to something that brings you value. And, you know, maybe, and sometimes they don't go the way that I want them to go. And that's okay. It's all okay because that's what documenting is all, is all about. You don't just make one piece of content and put it out there. You make, you, you, you document and then you create multiple pieces of content out of that that's going to bring somebody else value. Um, it's amazing how technology lets us do that. You know, I'm driving to work. You're driving to an appointment to make money to feed your family. We're both doing the same thing. And we're recording this conversation so somebody else can listen to your story and then Dustin's story here in a couple of minutes. And at the same time, I was able to say, I was able to ask Siri to read me an email that just came in. And it says, I want to give a shout out. I, I was thinking about creating this this session in a podcast called uh, "From My Inbox to Your Ears." So I, I love I love get you know you know how I love getting the admiration of a text message or a DM or an email of somebody else saying, "Hey, I just wanted to give you an update," and this is from. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't remember if he was from your class or the previous class or when this was, but I get so many of these emails and DMs every day. This this one is a shout out to Don Sadler. Um, he says, hey, Mr. Z, this is this is Don. And then in parentheses, it says Dwayne Sadler. And I wanted to give you an update on sales since I got back from the layoff. Oh, the layoff. So last year when we did like all these other products, you know, like roofing, siding, in, insulation and gutters, all of that stuff went away and we just stuck with, you know, uh, they did windows and doors. So I, I, yeah. I couldn't, it, it didn't hit me until just now when I'm, as I'm reading it. He um, says, since I got back from the layoff, I have not dropped below a hundred thousand per month and now I am number one in the nation for Rookie of the Year. I hope you are doing well, and I will talk to you later. That's awesome. That's good stuff what, right there. What makes people email me that? What do you, what, like, like he could have he sent anybody that email. Like, why, why does he feel the need? Why do you think people do that? Why do you think, like, a year later, people come back make it to the top and then have to want to send me an email and text message what do you think the reason for that is oh no exactly why man just the, the three weeks that i had with you the connection that i felt with you and 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 where you've been a lot of struggles in your life and where you've been to successes in your life there's a lot of similarity and just some of the things that you gave over that course of three weeks stick with me and i just think about you when i'm on the road a lot man it's crazy ups and downs man when something i got a, a charge back coming or a change order i need or someone's canceling on me i just i see to myself ups and downs and i'm thinking about z it's pretty cool man the things that you gave are so relevant to what we're doing right now that yeah you carry it with you out of that class i appreciate it brother it's yeah, yeah, I, I think i think when you speak the truth and you're genuine about it and you and you don't fake it in front, you know, like a lot of people do. And I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never done that. I mean, for me, I, you know, 
you know, that you're better than anybody, you know, everybody else. And then when self-awareness starts to kick in and you, you know, somebody calls you out or, you know, you, you start to realize that 95% of the people out there are just like you. They just want to, they just want to provide for their families. And as you get older, you know, when I was in my 20s, I didn't feel this way. When I'm, I'm in my 40s, it's, it's amazing how, you know, you feel differently. But when you speak the truth and you're genuine about it and, and really say, look, I'm just doing this because that's what I want to do. I don't, I don't give a fuck what you do. I don't, I don't, I don't care what you do. Like you can do whatever you want. But it's amazing to me how much people gravitate towards that, and that's just why I keep doing it because it brings so many other people to value, and it also helps me understand, you know, why people are not doing what they're supposed to be doing, and that is working. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm. Hard. Yeah. I think I think that's the that's the key to the success. Just say it like it is and speak your truth. Yeah. You know, some people gravitate towards it on the good, and some people don't on the bad and the ugly, and that's okay because we all struggle with stuff. I got my own struggles, you know. So I had a um, my struggle right now in life is my 15-year-old. You know, I'm just trying to really figure out a way to build a relationship with him, and I just can't figure it out because. You know, I, I I don't like I don't like the entitlement. I you know he he has a he's always had a hand-me-down cell phone, and you know if I got a new phone, I gave him my old one, and um, something always happens to his technology, like the the screen breaks or the the uh, the cord to the charging cable breaks or. He, you know, like yesterday came home and he's already got a cracked iPhone and now the screen is completely just bizarre. You know, I don't know if it's water damage or heat damage or what. And now he wants his brother's phone. And I offered him that phone probably maybe a year ago. I said, and he said, no, I don't want it. It's too big and it, and it doesn't hold a lot of space. And, um, and so yesterday, because his phone is broken, he said, I'll just take Solomon's. He doesn't need a phone. You know, he's he's in fifth grade and he's 11 years old. And he's right, He does his, his brother doesn't need it, but he doesn't see my vision. And I don't expect, Rob, I don't expect you to agree with me either. But the way I see it is you broke your phone and now you want somebody else's and we offered that to you and you declined it. But now that your shit is broken, you want somebody else's. And I'm just, I was just defending, I'm defending the 11 year old. Yeah. I'm saying, no, you're not gonna take that away from him. You need to go get a job and work and, and raise your own $200. I'm not just gonna keep you buying shit when it, when it breaks. And then, you know, I feel bad because I bought my 19 year old a phone when he was 13 for a hundred bucks, his first iPhone. And, you know, I just, I. I, I feel bad, but I don't feel bad because he gets everything that he's ever wanted. Um, and he can't have everything, but he, he doesn't suffer. He ain't suffering. He ain't eating tuna in the dark. Yeah, kids these days, but I've got a 12 year old, so he's got a bone and he takes care of it. But uh, yeah, he's he got to work for things sometimes, especially you got to learn. It's a lesson to learn, too. Take better care of your stuff. Who knows what happened to it? 
that's just my, I agree with you on that. I, I just, I, I feel like maybe I'm not communicating it well, you know, and I have a hard time with it because these are the things, you know, this is what I'm struggling with right now in my life. And I, I just want to communicate to him that, look, I, I, I don't mind buying you stuff, but I just, I hate the way it's being approached. You feel like I, I should buy it for you. And, and it is funny. I, I sent my wife a text message yesterday. And I said, you know, his 16th birthday is coming up. Maybe I should buy him a new iPhone for his birthday. I really think that he'll, he'll like that. And then later that evening, we had a fucking blowout over, over the stupid cell phone. And then when I reflect on things like with you this morning, I'm thinking my friend, Mark Jordan, who is a pastor at the church, you know, texted me last week and said that Mia died and, and Mia was seven years old and people go through some horrific shit. And here I am complaining and dwelling over a fucking iPhone. I'm just, you know, I just, I'm just trying to deal with it. And um, these are some of the struggles that we have with our kids nowadays, you know? What's, um, do you have a 12 year old son or a 12 year old daughter? A son. Son, okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's in seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh yeah. grade? He's starting uh, seventh grade. Seventh he's grade. Back to school this week. Everything going good? Yeah, man, he's doing good. Just the one, man. It's a lot easier than three, I would imagine. Yeah. All right, I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and pipe uh, Dustin in here. I think he's texting me. Hang on a second. Don't go anywhere. Can What's you hear going me? On? Yes, I can. Okay. Rob, are you there? Yeah, man. Okay. Rob, uh, what's up, brother? What's up, buddy? Hey, Dustin, uh, tell me the truth, bro, and don't fucking pander at me, okay? Were you sleeping when I texted you this morning? <laughs> no, I was no, I was awake. You know what I was doing? I was, I was, I was, I was laying in bed, but I was awake. Don't was lie, hearing, bro. You so were sleeping. I, I swear to God, I swear to God, I was awake. <laughs> no, I swear, I was awake. I was ordering soap. That's what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta have Fair. my, I gotta have my smell good. So. That's funny. I was telling Rob before I called you just now, I said, I said I was driving and I was like, let me just send him a text message that says, are you in bed or are you up or are you in bed? <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. I was in bed, but I was not sleeping. <laughs> I, um, I used to have a boss that used to do that to me. And I used to jump out of bed, literally, like, you know, I'd be in bed at 8.30 in the morning when I really should be out working and hustling. And, and he, you know, he used to hold me accountable, like, to the max. And I used to jump out of bed and go, oh, my God, is there a camera in this room? Like, how does he know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. What's going no, on with yeah, you, brother? I, um, nothing really. You know, I, uh, I've been working a lot and... You know, trying to um, really get my my script down for you know my my sales appointments and things. And uh, yeah, I uh, I I had a 
I got in a motorcycle accident, so I had to take a couple days off. And I was Shut up. What happened? Around. Yeah, I was riding, and it was, the road was wet, and uh, my I just I hit some wet, real wet spot. It was dark, and uh, the bike bike came up from under me and laid it down, and I skidded across the road a little bit. So I ended up with oh some pretty God. good road rash. Yeah. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, well, the the fact that we're jamming right now and you're laughing makes me feel good, but are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. I am so good. Yeah, I'm so good. So, what kind of a motorcycle a, is it? It's a Harley Davidson. Oh, yeah. my gosh, I'll, dude. Wow. It, yeah, I'll be getting an insurance check and, and uh, be getting myself a new bike next year. So, uh, of course. So Harley Davidson loves you right now. <laughs> I mean, we've yeah. we've said the word Harley Davidson, uh, you know, already like three times, and and the freaking uh, uh, you know iTunes algorithm is just going crazy for all the Harley people, and there's probably one person out there going, dude, I can't believe you fucking dropped a Harley. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah, man, yeah, I'm glad that you're like, okay. Sounds like you made out better than the bike, there, Yeah, I mean, it's pretty easy to total a motorcycle, but. But yeah, yeah, I uh, I definitely did. Um, hey GQ, yeah, you didn't you didn't you didn't spoil your hair or anything. You did that the hair is okay. No, the hair and the face are okay. So that was the important <laughs> part. You're a handsome fellow, man. Yeah, you you can you can lose both arms and legs, but so long as the face and the hair is okay, we're good to go, man. We're good. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted That's to start translating to a couple more sales for me. That's all. So, um, before you jumped on, Rob and I were talking about um, we're talking about twelve-year-olds and fifteen-year-olds and teenagers who feel entitled about, you know, getting stuff. I was telling them a story about how I'm struggling right now. My, you know, it's like, you know, everybody struggles with stuff. And my main struggle is, you know, communicating with teenagers at the age of 15. And I just don't know how to deal with it because in one sense, I want to give him everything, you know, because I, I am successful. And then on another, on another hand, I want him to work for it. And I'm like ebbs and flows with it. You know, it's like he broke his phone, like I don't know how many times, and now he wants his brother's phone. And so I started defending his younger brother and I'm like, don't you give him that phone. That is your phone. And so hmm. I just feel, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm being unreasonable. And so you're, you're like 19 years old, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what? What's your hot take on this, man? You know, when you were when you were 14 and 15, what was your relationship like with your dad? Did you like, did you love him or did you hate him because he was just on to you all the time? Or what was your deal? Uh, well, I always loved my dad. Uh, uh, but like, I mean, he didn't just like give me uh, like everything in the world. And if he did give me something and I was, and I broke it or whatever, it was kind of like, well, too bad, dude. You should not. You should not be so irresponsible to break things that cost money. And if you want to fix it, then you're gonna have to figure out a way to go get it fixed. I, that's exactly how I it. feel right now, right? I feel exactly yeah. the same way. But why? Why do I feel so guilty that I, you know, his 16th birthday is coming up, and 
you know, I'm like, ah, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have a phone and maybe I should go get him one. And, and then there's this inner Zareer that says, fuck him. Let him go get a fucking job, sweat his ass off and go make money and buy his own goddamn phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I mean, I don't know because I'm not a dad, so I don't really know about no that. Manual for him, this, but, yeah. but I, yeah, there's but no I do know that. This. I, I do know that, you know, when I did shit like that, you know, my dad was going to at least make me have to earn it at least a little bit. Yeah. I think that's, that's good advice. Happens. I think I need to make him earn it a little bit. That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe he has a little skin in the game. So, because, you know, it's not like in the 90s I could go pick up a phone for 20 bucks. Phones are freaking expensive nowadays, right? And so yeah. even if I even if I drop two hundred dollars on a phone, I'm getting a used phone, right? I'm not getting a brand new phone. Like if I wanted right. to get him the phone that he really wants, it's going to be like I don't know five hundred dollars, thousand bucks at and least. So I'm yeah. thinking, yeah, at least. So I'm thinking, all right, if, if you know, for a birthday, for your sixteenth birthday, if I drop two hundred bucks. Maybe if you really wanted the phone that you want, maybe you have a little skin in the game or something like that is what I was going to offer him. But I got to get over the fact that he's mad at me and we both have the same stubbornness, you know, um, you know, DNA to where I think we both want to be right. And one of the things that I was talking to Rob about is, you know, the, the thing with self-awareness is if you're truthful, you'll find the solution. And I think I want to be happy. It goes back to what Dr. Failures used to say. You want to be right or you want to be happy? And I always remember that when I get into situations like this, when I don't, when I just want to be right because I'm stubborn. And I remember Dr. Phil saying, hey, bro, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? And I think I want to be happy and not have resentment with my kid for the next 40 years. And I'm not giving in to what he wants. I just think... I need to stop dwelling and complaining over stupid dumb shit because I had a friend that lost their daughter last week and it could be a lot lot worse than just a stupid iPhone, you know what I mean? So you just got to let it go. Yep, true. So, D, um, uh, Rob is in the, in the car right now. Rob, how much longer do you have before you get to your appointment? Rob, you there? Oh. Sounds like we lost him. Let's see. I've got you and... Okay, let me add a call. Hang on a second. He might be... We may have lost him, and I really wanted to jam with him. I'll try to get back with him here in just a minute because I'm pulling into the parking lot myself. So, D, um, how's it been going after training? How you been holding up, brother? It's been, it's been okay. I'm, I'm, it's starting to come together just this past week i mean it started with that big deal that i made the other day and i've closed one deal each day since um so okay so tell me about tell me about the first one you called me was that the one you called me on um yeah the one that i it was like thirteen thousand dollars right yeah so that one i had gone like a week like over a week ago and met with this guy and gave his quote and he wanted to do it he just wanted to check on something he owned the place kind of with his brother and he just kind of wanted to think about it and i followed up with him over the weekend and he was like yeah you know i definitely want to do it i'm just not sure if i want to go with 
um, Simonton windows or American Craftsman windows. And so I set the VBAC appointment to come back and because um, I had showed him the 6500 and didn't show him anything else. And yep. so I went back with the 6100 and I showed him the 6100 and basically told him that, you know, for what you're trying to do and what you want to get out of this, um, you know, that you should go with this over the American Craftsman. It's only, you know, like a $1,500 difference or whatever it is, $2,000 right. difference. And right. it's well worth it for what you're going to get with these windows right. and the warranty, the warranty differences. So, and he agreed his brother was there and he wanted to do the project right. loan. So we went ahead and applied for the project loan and he got approved for like 15000 And he's like, oh, you know, like I, he owns a few different buildings. But I kind of wanted to, was hoping to get more because I think I want to do some other projects and other buildings. So we called up and we asked him to increase his credit limit and he asked for 30 and we increased him to 25. So nice. he's super happy about that. And we called That's great. And he was done. Boom. So, yeah, wow. it worked out pretty well. Yeah, it worked out pretty well. He's super happy. She's always good. And then... Um, I always, you know, I always very, tell people, if you don't ask, you don't get, right? Like, you could have right. literally walked away from that job, and you're like, I don't know, let me try. I mean, what's the worst they could say? They could say no, and then we move on. But, uh, man, that's awesome for you, brother. That's, that, yeah. that is really great. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, me, I, I was fucking stoked, you know, my first real actual, like, t- type of commission I was going to actually make, you know, that's like 500 yeah. bucks, so I was like, sweet. Then the very next day, I went out and my first appointment sold a couple of Anderson windows for 3000 bucks. and then um, yesterday, I went out and I sold a couple of American Craftsman windows for a little over 1000 bucks. so um, I'm on a roll here, I'm, I'm hoping I got one appointment today. 2.30. I'm hoping to go out and close this one too. It's funny, I just looked at the sales rankings and I'm not I'm, I'm second to last I'm 20th out of 21 with like $21,242 this month. So it's absolutely crushing it up here is Josh Richards. He sold $78,000 this month. Wow. Six in, yeah, he's sixth in the branch. Yeah, New England North. I got, a, I got an email today from uh I'm doing this thing called From My Inbox to Your Ears. And so I like to give a shout out and, uh, you know, give, give shout outs to you and to Rob and, you know, all the guys that are guys and gals that are calling me and DMing me and texting me and, and you know, saying, hey, I did this, I did that. I got one this morning. Um, actually, it was probably a little bit after one o'clock in the morning and it was from Dwayne Sadler and he said, I wanted to give you an update on sales since I got back from the layoff. I have not dropped below 100000 per month, and now I'm number one in the nation for Rookie of the Year, and I hope you're doing well, and I will talk to you later. And that's kind of one of the things I was talking with Rob about before he dropped off, um, that, you know, why do people do that? Like, like why, why did you decide? I'm going to ask you the same question I asked him. Why do you think Don decided to email me that? Why do you think he felt the need to share that with me and wh- why are we talking right now why did you text me that you you know made that sale and all of that stuff what what was the reason behind it like you could have shared that with anybody and i'm sure you did but why'd you include me in that yeah well because you, you've been helpful and, and you know when you really started the you're the one that starts kind of the excitement for, for everybody who starts this thing and, and it's the way you go about it you're passionate about it and you can tell so 
seeing another person who's passionate about it, I think it's cool to share it with other people who are passionate about it. I think that's why. That's exactly what, what Rob said. He said, because, you know, you speak the truth and you've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, did the same thing. Like, I literally remember when I used to go to the gas station and stick my debit card in and it would say, see cashier. And I'm like, I'd get back in my car and, you know, like, go try to make more money because I knew what see cashier meant. I knew that the card was fine. It just didn't have any money on it. You know, it had like $4 on it or $2 on it or 20 cents on it. And I was trying to put gas in it. And I know what that feels like. And I also know what it feels like to get to to get that first sale and make that 500 and then make that 240 and then make that 100. And now I've got 740, you know, and then I'm like, ooh, I could get to 1,000. And then when you get to 1,000, you're like, ooh, I could get to 1,200, right? Instead of just sitting there and, and going, man, I want to be like Josh Richards. You know, Josh has worked his face off. He's been doing it for a while and he's been, right. you know, hustling and working and he's making 100, 100K a year. But I, I don't want to be Josh Richards yet. I want to figure out how to make 740 bucks and then take that to 800 and then to 1600 and then, you know, you know, one by one by one. There's going to, you know, you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days. And so it's really important to, to kind of talk that through. And these jam sessions bring value to other salespeople that are not doing or not starting. Um, yeah. So, so what's on your mind right now with uh, the way things are going for you? Are you pretty happy with the results? Are you hard on yourself? Is everything okay at home? Like, are you getting? Are you going to be able to pay your bills and not eat a, eat tuna in the dark? Or are you? Well, yeah, you can yeah, always make you can always make chicken tikka masala for twenty bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. No, everything is good. You know, I'm not like in danger of anything or anything like that. I um, you know, I you know, I want to um, I want to close more than what I've been doing, and I, you know, I want to, I want to increase the quality of my appointments as well. I've been getting some some shitty appointments. You know, I've been like three times. People, you know, show up to people's houses and they're like, yeah, I was just hoping to get some replacement screens you know, for these windows, it's like, oh, come on now, like, you know, I'm there, and I try, right. and I try to get them to want to replace the windows, They're like, oh, no, 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 the windows are fine, I don't want no window, I just want to be, oh. all right, well, I'm sorry. that's not what I do, so I'm sorry, I can't help you, <laughs> uh, you know, so, I've had, a, I've had a few like that, I'm trying to spend more time in my story, um, you know, it's been difficult, because I've been trying to want to do a lot of, just, like, studying, and and figuring out my stuff and then, you know I've had a few days where I've had like four appointments you know don't really have time to go to any of the stores and stuff so I definitely need to work on getting into the stores more um so yeah I'm, I'm, I basically just want to see that that improve here so you know I'm looking like guys in Maine the best guy in Maine right now for this month um this a guy in Maine 45,000 and then there's Another guy in Maine that's twenty eight thousand, then me with twenty one, and then another guy in Maine who's sixteen thousand. And the guy who's at sixteen thousand was like number one in the branch last month for sales. Hey, you're breaking up a little bit. Is your call quality okay? Uh yeah, mine's okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. You're good. Okay. Yeah, so I got I got a guy below me in Maine who's <clears throat> got sixteen thousand in sales this month. 
but he was like number one in the branch last month with like almost two hundred thousand dollars in sales. So it's funny wow. to see kind of how how up and down that can be, you know. Yep. Ebbs and flows, man. That's the nature of sales. But listen, I I stopped caring. I knew who the number one guy was. I didn't care about the number two guy or the number six guy. All I knew was I wanted. I copied and mimicked and stalked and pestered the number one guy in perpetuity until I took that number one guy or girl's place. I don't care about what anybody else is doing. I just care about what I'm doing. And when I start, when I when I stopped worrying about what others were doing, things started happening for me because I wasn't distracted and I wasn't focused so much on what other people were doing. And when I started putting that focus on myself, the number started to go up because I got real quiet in my mind. Right? I wasn't distracted by all the the pressures and the judgment and you know all of that stuff and i started finding happiness and just doing my own thing and when i started deploying really cuz the one thing that you can do better than the number one person is work harder than them like my big thing that i always say is i'm not going to try to tear down anybody else's building i'm just going to build the biggest building than everybody else yeah I'm going to get uh see if Rob Sesno wants to jump back on here. Uh so bear with me one second while I call him, okay? Mhm. Okay, I just merged the calls. Uh Dustin, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, right cool. So no worries. Uh we were just talking about the we were talking about the number 1 guy and the number 2 guy and the number 6 guy, you know, in in his office and Dustin's had a, a a lot of, you know, luck and success and, you know, due to his hard work and all of that stuff lately, uh, you know, he's telling me about his first sale and his second and third and, you know, he has I mean, he's when he gets to when he gets to 20 sales and he gets to 50 sales, He ain't going to worry about what the number one guy is doing because he's just going to worry about himself, right? So I remember when I was his age, you know, in the 20s and Rob and I both, I think Rob's probably younger than me. I'm probably the oldest uh out of all of you guys. Uh Rob, how old are you? Actually, I think we're the same age. I'm 47. Yeah, so I'm I'm, you know, he's I think GQ over here is 13 or 14. I'm 45, <laughs> you're 47. <laughs> you know, so we were just saying You know, Rob, do you remember when you were GQ's age like 20 something years old just just you know really hungry, really thirsty, wanting to beat the number one person that you dwelled and stressed over it so much that you stopped focusing on your own activities, right? And so yeah. what I was telling him was, you know, when you stop focusing on what other people are doing and start building the biggest building that you can and w- stop worrying about tearing somebody else's building down, Um I think you'll find happiness and that's when the success starts to kick in for you, right? That's called the tipping point. What's your hot take on that, Rob? You know, that's one of the things. There's a couple of things I took away from our training. I already mentioned the ups and downs, but the other one was not caring what the fuck what anybody else thinks about you. And that's right. Right for you and getting on with your life and and addressing that with people that that maybe have been holding you back 
and uh, but not caring what the world thinks about you. This is what I'm doing. I sell windows for Home Depot. I wear an orange apron. I wear that into yep. every house. I don't care. Yep. Maybe silly, but you're stupid if you don't wear that huge Be Home Depot symbol on your chest when you're in that house. You know? Okay, that is amazing. Dude, you just gave me like goosebumps. Rob, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Dustin, GQ, listen to yeah. those words. What he said was he is focusing on branding over sales. This is amazing that you said that. I'm literally getting goosebumps and my hair is standing. Maybe this, maybe the air conditioner is too cold. If you, G, GQ, if you have a personal brand and you're focusing on selling, you're limiting the upside of your of your selling career. And this is something that a lot of people don't realize in their 20s. I didn't know that shit. I just, I was just, you know, I was like out there, you know, pissing vinegar. I wanted to crush it. I wanted to kill everybody. You know, I wanted to beat them. I wanted to be number one. And when you're 47 years old, that is the wisest thing I've heard today so far. And I'm going to hear some other things, I'm sure. But when you're focusing on selling, you're doing sales, you're not branding. And the, the number one reason why Rob is one of the highest paid salespeople at his age, and one of the reasons why I'm one of the highest paid speakers is because my audience is so bought into me. And I never sold you a thousand dollar course. I never said, uh, if you click on this link for 30 bucks a month, you can listen to my shots of B12, right? Right. And so, and that's why so many people are willing to, to do this with me or make a podcast or jam or, or do that. Um, and, I, and I got a funny feeling that down the road, you know, when I am 57 or 62 and I go do a TED Talk, and somebody wants to buy a ticket to come see me or buy a book or a coffee mug, uh, I'd be happy with that, but I'm not going to take away from my community. I'm gonna ask, right? And so what Rob is saying is very true. The best advice that he gave us today is that anyone that is aspiring to build a personal brand is to hold off on monetizing your audience for as long as you can. The market will come to you. The longer you go without monetizing, the more economics you'll build on the back end. And what that means in very layman terms is you wanna be able to shake hands and kiss babies as much as possible. If, if you did not give away 50 business cards yesterday, you're already, you're already behind 100 business cards. If tomorrow you did not give away 50 business cards and shake hands with 50 people, you're now behind 150. You see how the math works? The more activity yeah. you have, the more more economics you're gonna build on the back end. This is the reason, I even said it in class, right? This is why my son loves brands like Apple. That's why he likes Under Armour because everybody's built on brand, not because they have a sales funnel. It's the same. It's the same reason. What's the guy in the in in Marvel? The 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 Spider guy, Spider Man, Aquaman, Wonder Woman. It's why they do so well at the box office. It's not top of the sales funnel. It's it's branding, right? And the only caveat here 
is that you need enough sales so that you're not eating tuna in the dark but you got to go all in on your branding bro branding is nothing but your reputation and if you're not putting content out there across eight different platforms every single day to build your name up you are making yourself vulnerable vulnerable doesn't mean you're losing vulnerable means you're just not growing the way you should be growing the building you're building is taking longer than everybody else's that's all that means does that make sense g yeah Yeah. And I have I have been I talked to uh, you know one of the older guys in Dallas and I know some of these guys were going back to the apron they're like you know baby they say I don't I'm not wearing that I'm not wearing that I'm saying I'm not doing that whatever you know and I think it's your stupid. brand that's stupid he said that's I, so I, stupid. I think I said I think they're stupid because I'll tell you what cuz I wear this thing everywhere you know how people come out sometimes they oh, you have to put that on and be like oh no no I'll, I'll put it on I'll be there in a minute and and he you know he's like every time I go in he says I don't say I I don't say me and he I say the whole people I say the whole people every you know as often as I can run inside someone's house did, talking to him and and I try did, to do the same exact thing do you guys have you guys ever had an ADP guy knock on your door I have not no I have Rob no. no Rob when I went door to door In the door-to-door business, I sold anywhere between one to three sales a day. If I got one, I made three hundred bucks. If I sold two, I made six hundred bucks. If I got a hat trick, I made a thousand dollars because of my bonus, right? So my goal every day was to score a hat trick, and this is just Sabers talk. Uh, I love Buffalo Sabers, as you know, and, and I know you guys are laughing at me right now because I, I like <laughs> losing teams. So uh, d- laugh your ass off you'll see what happens. <laughs> but but listen listen the reason I went door to door with a yard sign in my hand when I was in training at the age of 20 and 21 and they said a clipboard in your in your left hand and a yard sign in your right hand I said the same thing I said that was stupid. but it's branding if you think about it i went to the door nobody knows who i am i'm some brown guy who hadn't shaved in 5 days i i look scary and creepy <laughs> as hell from you know when you look when you look into a peephole when you look into a peephole and you see my face it ain't pretty man you might not open the door it's like who the hell is that guy right and so i wore a i wore a baby blue i wore a baby blue golf shirt i slicked my hair back I shaved. I didn't have sunglasses on and I had this, you know, yard sign in my hand so when they when I knocked on the door if they were looking through the blinds or the 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 people they would see this big old ADT sign next to this baby blue shirt that had the ADT logo on it with my badge on it. That's what we're doing. That's branding. Yeah. 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 Rob, what's your hot take on that, man? The branding, yeah, I love it. So just like Dustin said, I wear that apron, and I'm always talking about the Home Depot. We're standing behind everything. We're we're standing behind the warranties and all that. And I think it it's helped uh, help me with these the success I've had the past couple of weeks. It's, it's been excellent. I'm pumped about it. Just going to continue to grow. Hey, you haven't really revealed what your success has been lately. Uh, uh, GQ told us a little bit about how he's stocking away. a bunch of commission and creating customers for life what's what's your deal you 
you called me or texted me or emailed me or your manager shot me an, an email. Tell me a little bit about that. I want to I want to document that. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my first the, the fourth week of training, we got halfway through that week. I ran on a couple of ride alongs and I called my manager and said, listen, I'm ready to rock and roll. Cut me loose. And he's like, if you are, so he cut me loose the rest of that week. And the, I sold three that week, little ones, 2,400, 1,000. But I got three deals that first, that fourth week of training. And we have to go in and and to HR just so I can get paid for them. They had me just doing ride-alongs. But so right out of the gate, I got some, some easy sales. Uh, second week, I, I closed a few uh, that canceled on me. And then last week, I had almost a $50,000 week. Uh, wow. 7000 And then uh, I had a hat trick. I had three in one day I sold. I had, I had a couple double days. I sold two. So uh, just out of the gate, it's been going really well for me. Uh, I haven't sold this week yet, but I'm expecting a big day in Wilmington. But I got an email out of the blue that I forwarded to you from uh, Chuck Freitas. Uh, he's the... Uh, I believe the branch manager for Charlotte, and yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. a big shot over there. He's a super cool dude, man. <laughs> yeah, but he's sending me emails. I was uh, last week. I was number one in the branch for gross sales. Number one in the branch uh, for uh, whatever came after gross sales. It was, so it was gross sales, and then I was number two for closing percentage and demo percentage. And uh, yeah. Just, pumped me up just being in the branch I've, I've lost number one now I'm number two but uh still at it I love those numbers and and uh just excited to pump man it's a lot better than I thought it was going to be I love this iPad um and it's just making my job easy I love it that's awesome bro I'm super pumped for you yeah he is killing it but you know you know anybody that's always killing it is standing at the top of a mountain looking like Superman with the fucking cape flying in the wind, and I got to bring you down just for a moment. I'm going to kick you off this cliff and say, how many referrals did you get? How many of those were self-gens? What are you going to do about it? So, yeah, that's something that, you know, three weeks in, working on referrals is something you're constantly asking for. I do have a self-gen today in Wilmington. I've also been blessed with, I have a... The Wilmington rep has been left, and there's been a period of time. There's, there's I think she's in training with you right now, Zareer. Uh, and so I. Who is had, it? I don't know her name. Maybe it's uh, Melise. Francis. Is it a Francis? Lisa Barboza. Could be. Melise. I don't, I don't know. I have a Melise de la Mer, and I have a Lisa Barboza, and I have a Barbara Williams. Those are the three girls. We had we had another one, but she um, she quit. Oh, I know. Uh, I'm not teaching HDE this week. I, I taught uh, HDI. I did I uh, kitchens. I did kitchens and countertops and backsplash. I did something that's way out of my element, and I really enjoyed it because the salesperson is the same. It's it's not about PK, bro. Everybody everybody like you know. It's like if you've got the will. The, the humility, the patience, the work ethic, you can go out and sell anything. You've got the brand on top of you. You can go out and, and pitch anything and just get better at the PK down the road. But that selling process, you can use on any product. Yep. Make it till you make it. <laughs> no, 
Bro, I hate that word. I'm gonna. You you need to stop using it because fake faking it to me. And I used to say the same thing. I I literally did. I used to say, I'm not gonna lie. I used to in my training seminars. I used to say, okay, the customer doesn't know that you don't know the model sales call. So fake it till you make it. And the problem with fake it till you make it is you're 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 faking things that you don't believe in. You're faking things around your ego. You're 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 not going to be able to scale a business to the le- next level because if you're faking it till you make it, there are two very important traits that you just threw out the window. And I know you, Rob. You are full of humility and you're full of patience. And when people that fake it till they make it say that, they're throwing away their humility and they're throwing away their patience. It's the reason so many people are not able to scale well because they have ego around their craft. And so yeah. when you, when you, when people say, and and I was egotistical, I was a narcissistic prick. No shit, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. Literally, the reason most people aren't be able to are not able to scale is because of that ego, and they don't want to. I didn't want to hire somebody who might do a better job than me. I didn't want another trainer to come into my team, and so we create. I created this arbitrary standard in my own head that nobody could ever live up to. That way, they scratch their own egos. At the expense of their business, and and the other thing, and that's humility, right? And the uh, the other big thing with fake it till you make it is patience. When I walk into a sales pitch, I am incredibly optimistic that the person on the other side of the table that I'm pitching is going to say yes, and I do that because I'm confident that I know my craft, right? I'm completely convinced. That they're going to spend a ton of money with me because of the value that I'm going to bring them. And if that person tells me no, Mazel Tov. I'm not deflated. I just stay really optimistic that the next customer is going to buy. So patience is about not buying fancy things. GQ with your Harley Davidson. Okay, I don't yeah. care what you do. I'm not telling you what to do. All I'm all I'm saying is this will. Patience is also about not buying fancy things too early, because so many people are in such a rush to prove to their friends and their family that they made it by buying the flashy car or buying the flashy Harley Davidson, you know, or or whatever that might be, and it creates a vulnerability for long-term success. Ask Rob, how much dumb shit have we bought in our in our lifetime, bro? Oh man. Yeah, so I go back and undo some of it. <laughs> My biggest failures have occurred when I chose to buy fancy things over investing in smart business decisions. The real reason that I am a trainer today and I am not a director of some fancy university or some mega speaker on TED Talk is because I passed on all of that stuff. Because I bought a big six thousand square foot house, and I and I bought you know two thousand dollars a month with a car payment and an in ground pool and a five acre lot and 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 this and that all just to prove to my friends and family that I had made it. If I had just stayed in in that 
tiny little house that I had on Walden Glen in 2000 where my mortgage was $800 instead of $2,500. Literally, I would probably have an extra million bucks today. Scaling is predicated on your humility and patience and how fancy you want to live, not on fake it till you make it, bro. Totally agree. Yeah, coming into this job, you know, I knew a little bit about windows from selling them in the past and and, uh, enough to be dangerous. They've changed a little bit. They're a little better now. And the the building code is what I'm up against in my area with being on the coast and having to have impact windows or shutters. That's the the information, the the product knowledge that uh, I'm going to gain over over the next couple months to get me up to full speed. So, yeah, I guess my little fake it to make it is just kind of, I know enough to be dangerous in the house and not really faking it. If I, something, I'm telling a customer, I'm not sure about that. Let me, let's right. that out. The, you know, so, um, yep. Listen, I want to, I want to give you, I want to give you some value here. And I know where you're going with this. And my wife always tells me you, you need to stop cutting people off. And I'm like, I know what he's about to say. And I, I want to make sure that 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 he gets this message. The question I asked you about the referrals, right? Getting referrals is hard, but very easy. And here's what I mean by that. I, I tend to pull from opposite directions and I'm already late for work, but this is work to me because I'm, I'm engaging and doing one-on-ones and coaching with, you know, my salespeople. I want to give you some value here in the next two to three minutes before we go ahead and, and, you know, head out the door. I want you to go. I hate saying that I'm going all in on LinkedIn as a B2B or B2C marketing strategy, because the old school way that I would have done stuff is popped up a table at a flea market or go to a home show. And that's all. That's okay. I don't mind doing that, but nobody's documenting that stuff. And so if you do go to a home show, document it, video it, audio it, whatever it is that you're doing, show your success. When you're driving down the road, talk about these things, right? Put articles out there. So what I'm doing is, here's a tip, here's a tip that I'm gonna give everybody. Anybody that's listening, go all in on LinkedIn as a B2C marketing strategy because in 2020, LinkedIn is gonna be absolutely blow up. It is where Facebook was in 2007. It it is where Instagram was, you know, five, six, seven years ago, Twitter, all of these things. Whether it's through the written word or audio or video, my biggest advice for you all is to publish an enormous amount of content on LinkedIn every day around the things that you're doing. Your life, your work, your career, it doesn't matter. This is especially true if you're in the business to consumer space. Especially true if you're in the business to business space, it doesn't matter. Rob, the organic reach on LinkedIn is very similar to Mark Zuckerberg's, uh, Facebook's reach, you know, just a few years ago. The ads are expensive because on, on Facebook, they're expensive because, uh, sorry, LinkedIn, because there's a floor on pricing. 
but there's a massive opportunity with organic content right now to where you don't have to spend any of your money to put information out there and then once you get that following and once you've give give given given them the value that market will come to you especially down the road when you start putting ads against Myrtle Beach and Wilmington and you know business owners and homeowners in that particular market just putting your profile URL in your email signature like if you email a lot just putting your your LinkedIn URL in your email signature especially if you're somebody that emails a lot is enough of a match to start your LinkedIn content career very good create more ads on social right i get emails and dms from people who tell me that their facebook advertising strategies aren't working for them anymore and so the truth is it's only because their ad got saturated they ran that one ad the reason we document is so that if you document like we documented this call right it's over an hour i'm not even going to edit this crap i'm going to just put it out there and somebody's going to listen to it you might listen to it again dustin dropped off 5 minutes ago he had to go you know on an appointment and he he can catch up on this podcast later i had 20 people in my class this week right uh, i'm doing a vendor summit and a keynote speech for 500 vendors at a uh, keynote speech and and vendor summit in october and i'm going to document that and so they you know people run an ad or do one piece of content for a long time and convert customers from it but then after a while it starts to lose its effect and on top of that the feed gets more competitive so the answer is just to always make more content if you make more content contextual to the audience you can tailor messaging to very specific types of audiences you know what's funny I thought about putting out a video on why you should not buy windows and doors from me. I'm thinking about putting out videos on Pinterest. Here's why you should not buy new windows and doors from me. And then the guy goes, "What?" Right? Here's how you can maintain the windows you've got and fix the windows you've got and fix the doors that you've got. And just by giving those tips out every single day, you are going to automatically guilt the audience into buying from you when they are ready. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, people people want to hear why they shouldn't spend money, why they should buy something more yep. so than why I buy. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And you know what? If instead of going out and buy a Harley Davidson, I want to spend money on influencers, even if some of them don't work. Like when you're running your own business, I don't think you should be sitting around predicting whether an influencer is going to be around in 5 years or not. It doesn't matter if they control the attention. You should really pay them to promote your product as a part of your influencer marketing strategy, right? I don't overanalyze which influences influencers that I pay because my sister and my brother-in-law, they're both, you know, they live out in Ibiza, Spain. They're both amazing influencers. They could literally say listen to my brother's podcast and I'll have like a thousand listeners, right? But to me, it's just about whether they're underpriced or not. For example, 
if you have the option to buy a $400,000 house for three grand, the smart move is to take the deal. So even if you don't have all the little details figured out yet, even if the seller requires you to pay two or three other homes at $3,000 a piece, you're still going to be rapidly faster in the micro. So I want you to cast as wide as a net as you possibly can in your marketing strategy, not just knocking doors, not just asking for referrals, but hire, you could hire hungry interns to work for free or, or low pay to, to DM influencers all day and map out which influencers are underpriced and which ones are not if you did the homework. Rob, use, use content creation as your leverage. Think about it when you were in high school. You and I, you know, were in high school probably around the same age. There was a lot of kids who were ranked in the middle in terms of popularity at the start of freshman year, right? By the, by the end of the four years, those kids rose up to about 5 to 10%, did they not? A lot of yeah. them were, were, were not meant to be popular on paper, but they figured out the system. If their parents weren't home a lot or they just didn't care, they had the chance to host a party like I did for the popular kids. And the fact that they were the host dramatically elevated my brand. Everybody wanted to hang out with Z-Dog. They gave me yeah. names like like Z-Dog, Z-Dog, like what the fuck is Z-Dog? But I liked it, right? Yeah. It's the same it's the same thing that applies to business to consumer marketing. If you're the host of an event or you're the host of a dinner where your target customer is attending, you elevate your brand in their eyes and give yourself a much better chance of closing the sale. If you're in B2B, I'll say this to B2B people, you can host uh, a niche podcast and email people that you normally would pitch, but instead of sending them a sales email, send, send them an email inviting them to your show, right? A lot of upper level executives have tremendous insight and knowledge on their industry, but they just don't have the name recognition. So they don't frequently, they're not frequently asked to be on a podcast. And then once you build that relationship either way, you're going to be stunned at how much easier it gets to get their business, bro. Think about it. If you did that and hosted a dinner and documented that dinner and made a podcast, the market will always come to you. And it ain't going to be here in, in two days or two months. It might take two years. It might take when you're 57 and the market is banging down your website to buy windows and doors from you. You're going to be happy as hell in perpetuity. Not saying that you're not happy now. But you ain't never going to worry about where your next paycheck is going to come from for the rest of your life. That's just how this works. Absolutely, yeah. You stick with it. Yeah. Brother, I got a roll. I really appreciate uh, having you on today on this jam. I, I hope you got some value out of it. I know I always get a lot of value talking to you. Um, the one thing that I've started doing is I ask my guests to ask the audience a question first of all tell everybody who you are how they can follow you on twitter and then um ask the audience a question and they will tweet you the answer like i i you know i always love to say um what's stopping you from getting started and doing the best work of your life you get to ask the audience a question and i know i put you on the spot so you can think about it for a few seconds as i'm talking right now but i want you to 
you know, tell everybody who you are, where they can find you on Twitter, and then ask the audience your question. Yes, uh, I'm Rob Cessna. I'm uh, I'm the traveling window salesman. Man, I got my van full of windows. <laughs> uh, Home Depot. Uh, I got a Twitter handle. I'm not sure my Twitter handle yet. I just started Twitter, but I'm on. <laughs> I'm LinkedIn, buddy. So it's uh, Rob Cessna. Robert, yep, Robert Cessna. C E S S N A. If you type in Robert. C-E-S-S-N-A on LinkedIn or Twitter, you're going to find a very cool dual dude who can be a great mentor and a great coach for you. So, Rob, what's your question to the audience today, brother? Just uh, what makes you tick? What makes you get out of bed every day? I think that's what's important. If you know that and you can focus on that, you're going to be a happy man. So what makes you tick? Love it, brother. Love it so much. Thank you so much for um, getting on and taking the time with me today. I, I hope you kick ass and crush it. I know you will today on your appointment. And then I'll holler at you later, okay? Thank you. Thanks for having me on, Z. Love it. You got it, brother. You keep asking. We'll keep answering. Hey, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that jam session. Um You know, sales has really changed dramatically over the past half decade, and now some of the best sales tips are more about branding and less about converting. So just a big thanks to Rob Cessna and aka Mr. GQ, Dustin Kennedy. Um, I hope you enjoyed the best strategies for salespeople and entrepreneurs to close more deals in 2019. Folks, head over to iTunes and please, please, please subscribe. Your word of mouth is my oxygen. And do me a favor. I absolutely love Twitter. Jump on it. Tweet me at Zareer Merwanji and let me know what you thought.